Hello listeners, welcome to the first episode of the Aranya Kanda season of the Ramayana podcast. Aranyakanda episode 1 In the last episode we saw Bharata meets with Rama and tries to convince him to get back to Ayodhya and rule the kingdom as it was his right However Rama denies him saying he needs to fulfill his father's wishes as asked of him Sage Vasistha resolves the paradox by asking Bharata to rule Ayodhya as a deputy and when Rama returns he can give the control of the kingdom to Rama Bharata then pleads Rama to guide him throughout the exile period and asks for Rama's sandals so that he can derive authority from it. While Rama did his penance in the forest for 14 years, Bharata too did his penance at Nandigrama near Ayodhya waiting for his brother. In Chitrakuta, sages and rishis fearing asuras and rakshasas started vacating their houses. It has come to such an end that some demons even killed isolated rishis at their homes. Rama tried hard to persuade them but in vain. It has become difficult for them to live there. After Bharata's party left Chitrakuta, Rama became very sad. Hearing about his father's demise and seeing the plight of his mothers and his brothers Bharata and Shatrughna, his heart became heavy. throughout ramayana and also in other literature rama is shown as a person who is known for his self control and resolve but after the party left chitrakuta he couldn't help but broke down in tears after all the sages and rishis left chitrakuta they felt lonely they then felt they needed to move too and so they departed to the denser part of the forest where sage atri resided After traveling several days they finally met with sage Atri in his hermitage Sage Atri was renowned throughout the kingdom for his sense of place he knew every nook and corner of the kingdom Rama's decision to meet the sage was based on this in the first place hoping to ask for a place for them to live They were warmly received by the sage and his saintly wife Anasuya Anasuya was an embodiment of womanhood who instantly loved Sita when they met each other She gave Sita gifts and had a deep conversation as if they had been friends for a long time Seeking blessings from the sage the three stayed for a night and then proceeded to Dandaka forest As they started walking through the great Dandaka forest they saw sacrificial platforms bark garments and deer skins implying this area was a holy place the place was very beautiful birds and animals moved fearlessly and were not afraid of humans fresh fruits hung from the trees vedas were heard from a distance Upon reaching the place one of the rishis greeted Rama 
O king, you are the protector of dharma and gave them essential things needed to stay for the night. The following morning, the three departed the area and started walking towards denser regions of the forest. They threaded carefully so as to avoid wild animals whose roars were heard from a distance. Upon reaching a certain distance, they came across a macabre sight. There were pieces of human bodies and animals lying on the ground. Elephant's head, lion's leg and deer's skin were impaled on a spear as if to display. The whole ground started trembling. Suddenly a huge demon-like being started walking towards them. It was like a man eating Rakshasa and his roar was like a thunder. The leg of the animal he slaughtered and ate two days ago was still sticking to him. He was so grotesque to even look at. The Rakshasa lifted his weapons, roared defiantly and lifted Sita and asked, Who are you two? How dare you enter my forest? You wear bark garments and are dressed like a hermit, but you carry weapons? Whom are you fooling? Are you not ashamed of yourselves? Know that I am Virada himself. I eat rishis as my daily food. This damsel looks very beautiful. Here's what I will do. I will marry this girl and kill you too. <laughs> Rama, who was usually in control of his feelings, lost it. He said to Lakshmana, Ah, this is not good. Kaikeyi must have known this from the start. That's why she sent me to the forest. Lakshmana said, Brother, you must not lose control of yourself. You always say one must have control over their feelings. You stand aside while I kill this monster. Sita, who was in the clutches, trembled in fear. Lakshmana said, I will kill this monster and drench the ground with its blood. I was not able to do anything in Ayodhya. I will direct my revenge towards this monster. He then loaded his bow with an arrow recited a mantra and shot at the monster. The Rakshasa was in uncontrollable pain. Yet he did not die. Seeing the huge size of the monster, he thought that a single normal arrow would not suffice. He loaded another arrow and shot at it. All he could do was give pain to the Rakshasa. But nothing looks like it's gonna kill him. The Rakshasa laughed defiantly. <laughs> he shook himself and all the arrows shot at him fell like toothpicks. He said, Oh, you puny Kshatriyas! Nothing will ever kill me. I have been granted a boon from Brahma himself. I won't be killed by any weapon. He said that and stomped on the ground so hard. The brothers fell on the ground and hurt themselves. While Sita was crying for help, the brothers lay on the ground helpless. Stay tuned for the next episode as the brothers recuperate and fight back. This time they fight back hard, only to find who Virada actually was. Stay tuned for more episodes of the Ramayana. Quick note on the recreations. 
we can't exactly know what happened. However, the incidents recreated come close to the texts adopted for the Ramayana podcast. If you like this episode and want to listen to more of the Ramayana, consider subscribing to the show on your favorite podcast streaming app. The Ramayana is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. The script was written by Aditya and it was edited by Maheshwari.